here we go. School for Course in Miracles, um, where we're all happy learners together, sharing our learning. Because when, when it, any, any one of us uncorks um, one of those reasons for keeping the world and actually sees it and, and realizes that they have a choice. At that moment, they have a choice. They can, they can choose that they would um, rather be holy than be a prisoner of the world. They would rather step off the battleground because trust me, I, I, there would probably be a rare person on this screen that wouldn't, wouldn't say in some way here now in this, in this incarnation and now at this point in my journey with the course, they probably still wouldn't, wouldn't say um, that there is some battle they're engaged in here as a body. And they probably haven't looked at it for the justification that it is the justification for not choosing to be holy, not choosing holiness. Holiness is, is what defines us as a son of God. And all our power comes from holiness, all of it, from the, from the allowance of that idea that I'm always choosing between something of the world. If I'm on the battlefield and I probably am somewhere, it's because I'm, I'm using it to retain the world in my mind and therefore myself. I'm using it to retain a hallucination. It's a hallucination, right? <laughs> the whole thing is a hallucination though not just some things the whole thing is a hallucination and right there in that moment I have a choice continue hallucinating keep my identity keep the world or hmm, I think I think since I'm already holy I don't have to make myself holy. Since I'm already holy, there's the choice right there. Which is it gonna be? And it's, it, it, but Jesus does say, you must want it above all else. Not meaning is want it like, eh, I want, you know. <laughs> Holiness, it's not that kind of, you must want it above all else. You have to just for a moment 
not want the world, not want to be, if you want the world, you want to be on a battlefield because it is a battlefield. So holiness in the world. So, you know, the beauty of this course, unfathomable, when you see an illusion like that and you recognize that it's a hallucination, you remember it's a hallucination and you choose not to stay on the battlefield. You just choose not to stay on the battlefield. If I understand A Course in Miracles correctly, that is carried through the entire sonship. Your learning is carried through the entire sonship because minds are joined. When an illusion is let go, it's let go for all minds everywhere. But these are the biggies that we're talking about here because the course really only talks about the biggies. They're really, you know, cake or death, <laughs> which would you like? <laughs> life or death. You know, it is a matter of life or death. And, and it's um, <laughs> the only person that can say truly and mean it. This is a dream. This is a hallucination. It's an illusion. The only one that can do it is the one that's given it up. The one that's truly can say, I see a different world and mean it. So it's not helpful to go around saying, Oh, I don't believe in it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a dream. We made it up. But instead, to be looking vigilantly for where the ego still is afoot, um, making sure that we stay on the battlefield. You, you can see how desperate and how it's got to go underground and I know this for myself. Those, those um, slippery places where the ego is still keeping you in this world and me, me in this world are deeply denied and hidden. And that's why it's, you know, the, the closer that we get to really looking at it and let it, letting it go. And we, can, we can't just let a part of it go. You know, it's the old, you, you can't be a little bit holy <laughs> and bring, you know, some of the suffering and pain with you off the battlefield. It, it, it has to be the end of all the illusions we believe in. And really, 
it, the whole the whole thing will go. <laughs> it will definitely go. But we have to start somewhere and realize this is where our vigilance again. What does he call it? Call it when we talked about littleness, and he says um, your vigilance has to be against uh, littleness. I guess that's the way he actually phrased it. So. Um, Yeah, and what is being retained there is the entire ego thought system. And what, whatever the one you're looking at it really retains the entire thought system, which, you know, the, the laws of chaos. And so, um, Lynn, Lynn. Yes. Can I say something on that point, please? Wait, wait a minute here. Let me get my screen up. Yeah. May I? May yes. I? Yes. Please, Aris. Okay. Yesterday, I had a <laughs> powerful realization. You know, uh, I believe that I see that the, the course is, is about becoming aware of how strong the ego is. Because it, I just, I, yesterday, I awakened, something rudely awakened me to the fact that I would rather be dead right than uh, con concede to the what uh, other side of, the, of an argument. Mm -hmm. And like re regarding the vaccine, vaccination, pro and con, that seems to be a huge diversity right now, whether you're vaccinated or not and why and all this. And I've been involved in that whether, and uh, yes, and it just dawned on me really strongly yesterday how I, did not want to be wrong. <laughs> and that, that was a powerful um, door opening for me and realizing, wow, Aris, that ego has got a hold of me and I didn't even know it. And yet that was so obvious, you know? And, and I just was able to, okay, I'm on the battlefield, I'll tell you what, and I'm well armed and I'm going after everybody that's on the other side. Even though it seems like I'm not, you know, I'm very, so I was so glad to come to that awareness. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. It's, wow, anything but holy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, I mean, we have to see it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But it's, it's it, you know, it's not like it's, um, we have to struggle with it. We just have to see it. <laughs> and then, it, you know, it, it instantly it's corrected. Yeah, and be able to say, well, you silly ego, you know, I mean, nobody's right. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there's a... There's yeah, there's a, much peace there now. Uh, yeah, but it's ongoing. <laughs> there's a wonderful line in the chorus. I, I hope I, I say it straight. We prefer our individual death to our living oneness. Yeah, we'd rather we'd rather die than be wrong you know <laughs> I, I really was aware of that i thought well i you know i was ready to die and hoped i would just so the other people could see i was right <laughs> i mean could it be any more blatant you know <laughs> that's great thanks arise
That's tough here. Any anyone else have a, a, a share or a thought or uh, a way they catch themselves in the process? <laughs> yes, Kathy Jones. Yeah, I, I have caught myself like that so many times too. But there again, it, the course is about forgiveness, and I have to forgive myself as well as as everybody else and everything else out there. So, like Ken always, Ken Wapnick always says, there is a part of us that yeah that would rather die. Uh, individually than uh, awaken to our oneness. But he also says, but there's another part of us that wants nothing more than to awaken. And that, you know, um, in the course it says, and I had it wrote down the other day, anyway, where, um, um, but what's even stronger is that burning desire, burning desire of love for God, that we have for God and that God has for us. So, I always, for me personally, have to come back to that or I will go on this guilt trip really bad and take it real far. I'm the guiltiest one here. Wait a minute. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, thank you both so much for, for sharing this and this talk. You're, you're, you're welcome. Uh, let me see if I had anything else here. Oh, on, on the point of um, minds being joined and that what any one of us gains, all of us gain. And um, it is uh, lesson 90, uh, hmm. Bruce was talking about this the other day in a class, if you remember about the, the um, I can't remember even the section. However, it reminded me, Bruce, of your, your, your talk on this, um, um, topic was it, that we all gain it, it. Oh, you did the lesson. Um, you did the lesson giving is receiving on giving and receiving. And that lesson, that entire lesson is about the simultaneity of uh, seeing something and, and it extending through you because you wanted to extend it through you. And at that moment you receive it and then, <laughs> and then you receive it and then you give it. And it's, it's not um, a doing, it becomes, um, as he's gonna tell us as we look at the holiness lessons, that when you are um, resting, I, I like to think of holiness as resting in God. It's, uh, I think, lesson 109. And, and I think of resting in God as being in a state of grace. So when we are resting in God, we are in a state of grace automatically, our natural state. Um, that could be also described as holiness because I have by choice, accepted, I am the Holy Son of God himself. I have accepted that. And so uh, in that acceptance, I'm in a state of grace. And every encounter becomes an encounter of, of cele either celebration of, of the wholeness. You know, I see you, brother. I see your holiness. And that holiness and seeing it, I realize it's also mine and we celebrate our holiness. 
We don't have to say a thing. I don't even have to know the person. But there's one way in which it, it could look. And in another way, it could look by saying something. Uh, and Jesus is even saying healing, healing is absolutely um, natural and effortless in, in that state of mind. In, in, in the state of mind in which we are recognizing our holiness and that ultimately that, that holiness is the only power that there is in all the universe, in the spirit, the universe of spirit, that holiness is what is. <laughs> so you find yourself in that state Obviously, we all go in and out of it because of our choice. We, but we don't go in and out of it because of global warming. We don't go in and out of it because of politics. We don't go in and out of it for any of those reasons. We just simply no longer believe in it. And so, as the Course says, it disappears. It disappears from being at the forefront of our consciousness because we're no longer trying to make an alternative identity reality, the substitute identity that we've made for ourselves, which the Course calls littleness. And we're in a constant state of validating um, our, ourselves through validating the world. So. Um, this whole query came up because um, I've realized that most of the conversations I have been in lately are bringing up either global warming or war on the planet or you, you, know, you name it, the conversation goes there. And I have a choice. I have a choice. I have a choice to get reactive. Uh, we're all going to be dead soon. You know, totally. Uh, every illusion you could possibly drum up comes up and somebody speaks of it. We're all going to die. We're all going to be sick. You know, we're uh, the planet's going to burn out. We're going to be without uh, whatever it is. This is how, this is, this is the point, the point at which, at which what? Hopefully we're remembering that we're, God goes with us wherever we go. We're with, in the grace of God. There is nothing else. My brother, what you believe is not the truth. You don't have to say that, but you certainly um, have compassion that my brother has to believe in this hallucination. And I have, I have said alternately at different times, not a lot, but um, 
I don't talk much other than to, to, to all of you here. <laughs> so <laughs> one way or the other, we're, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> but I want you all to be on the lookout because I'm tempted so often uh, to join in it. And I'm finding it increasingly difficult to do it. And in one, one case, um, I did say, say something um, to the effect that I also realized that we could all be in a state of grace if we cho chose it. Something, you know, something that just doesn't add fuel to that belief system. Because the entire belief system of the ego is, it, why would we be surprised? <laughs> the Course tells us over and over and over, it's an outward picture of an inward condition. You did this to yourself and none of that, oh, he did it to himself, but I didn't. We all did it to ourselves. And every time, every time I make an illusion real, I'm doing it to myself again. That's really where we can do something. Right there, we can do something. So, you know, I, after about the third conversation about how terrible things were um, and feeling the, the temptation, and that's not joining. <laughs> you know, joining in the illusion is not joining. It's disjoining. So I had the choice right there to say in my mind, my brother, I bless you with the love of God. My brother, we're safe. We are always safe. We are absolutely safe. You're not in danger anywhere in this world. You know, in my mind, because who needs the mind training? <laughs> How many teachers of God does it take to save the world? Who is it? <laughs> Everybody knows this rap, don't they? <laughs> is there anybody who's wondering who it is? <laughs> oh, you wouldn't dare raise your hand now anyway. <laughs> Well, I wanted to make a comment, Lynn. Thank you so much. As always, your teachings are just raising me up really, really high. And it's like Holy Spirit then comes through and says, okay, you got to say this. But yeah, everything you're saying, you know, I once heard uh, one of my favorite teachers too say that, you know, we don't need clean, fresh air. We don't need, um, you know, uh, healthy food. We don't need this or that or the other, not in the dream, but but there's a part of us to be safe, to know that we're safe. We don't need all that. That one, we're the dreamer of the dream, not the stick figure, the, the, dream, the, the dream figure in the dream. And where it says in uh, chapter 27, let them be, meaning anything out there, the smoke, the people, my body, whatever, let it be as vicious and hateful as it may. They can have no effect on me or you, unless you fail to recognize it is your dream. 
you know, and I just love it. So that's exactly what you're talking about this morning. And it's just wonderful. Hallelujah. and, (laughs) And my point is, you know, the problem isn't, um, the problem is we're, we're still holding on to the dream, parts of the dream, and we're not seeing it. And I, to dismiss our responsibility for that, it can often happen by saying, oh, it's just a dream. When I'm actually 10 minutes from now going to be talking to somebody about the world and how we're going to hell in a handbasket and how we're all going to, you know, die. So you see what I mean? How easy it is to keep validating the dream for ourselves. Uh, Suzanne, did you have something? Uh, Yes, I did. I'm looking frantically at my book. I know somewhere it says that an ancient hatred is leaving us, something along those lines. And and I feel like this is a cleansing. So when I try to get off the battlefield and away from things, I see it, you know, train myself to see it differently as a rebirth, the pains of birth, like a rebirth and that knowing that this is reopening to something so much better. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, yes, Bruce. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. It's the holiest of all the spots on earth is where an ancient hatred has become a present love. Is that the one you're looking for? That's uh, chapter 26, section nine. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Yep. It's that spot where we choose holiness instead of the battleground. That's that's the, the, the shift to always put it in terms of what does that mean for me? You know, how, how do I then take it to a place where I'm actually engaged in this process of mind watching, to use a David Huffmeister word. Yeah. All right. Um, let me see here if I. Um, let's go to a few of the holiness lessons. Um, Lately, I have felt compelled to go back to some of the very earliest lessons and um, to do them as if I've never done them before. I've never, you know, I've never heard. And as you know, we went through the lessons, all early lessons, first 50 on seeing, and we did the first 50 that uh, used um, the, the um, word thinking or thought. And now I want to do the ones that speak of holiness. And it starts with lesson 35. And that's on page 53. My mind is part of God's, I'm very holy. So we've taught this and talked this lesson over and over again, that our, the mind, the mind that we are, you are, I am the one mind, we can't be outside of the one mind. 
So my mind holds only what I think with God. And if I only think with God, obviously my mind is, is, is holy. Um, so our choice, again, that it's being outlined in this le these lessons is the choice between the world, the body, and our holiness. Paragraph one, today's idea does not describe the way you see yourself now. It does, however, de describe what vision will show you. Once you choose the Holy Spirit, once you choose uh, to be off the battleground and in the holy instant or with the Holy Spirit or Jesus or your teacher, we are out of the danger zone and we're into the learning zone where we can actually uh, be taught because our mind is, is now open. Um, I did wanna mention uh, what Ken said regarding uh, the decision maker and that the decision maker is out of time. So the decision maker can't really choose as long as he's in the body, as long as we see the decision maker as being personal, then the decision maker uh, is the wrong decision maker. <laughs> it's the ego joining the journey. <laughs> so we step out of the battleground, we join the sages and we stand with them where minds are joined because this is where Jesus is, is uh, uh, able you know, to reach us and has already reached us and communication is ongoing and eternal and never ending and never beginning. And so we have to step into that zone to learn. So now vision can show us, we have, I like the idea of single vision, instead of having double vision, which we have when we're in the body and seeing through the body's eyes, and we have you know, a thought system of hate and suffering and pain and death. And then on the other side, we have the thought system of the Holy Spirit, but we, we haven't truly uh, taken that moment where we are willing to be only holy and we drop everything so we can step out of time and so we can stand with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and we can actually begin the, the learning process of truly learning what vision is. It is difficult for anyone who thinks he's in this world to believe this, to believe your mind is holy and it's part of God's. Well, there he just nailed it right there. If you're in this world and you believe you're here, then you're really not going to be open-minded enough to accept that uh, your mind is holy and you're part of God's and, and uh, be in a state of grace. Um, yet the reason, the reason we think, you think, I think, any one of us here thinks that he is in the world is because he does not believe that his mind is holy and he's part of God and his mind is part of God's. 
paragraph two, you will believe that you are a part of where you think you are. So again, it is essential for the ego to maintain the world and belief in the world in your mind. That is because you surround yourself with the environment you want. And this is the hunting ground, the happy hunting ground for all of those who are guilty. So I can get rid of my guilt and see everybody else as the cause, the cause of the misery. If it weren't for those Democrats, if it weren't for those Republicans, if it wasn't for, you know, this, for that, for the other thing. And if only those things could be fixed, we'd all be happy. We'd all be fine. No, it wouldn't. It would be gone. <laughs> it would be gone. <laughs> if we do our work, <laughs> the world will be gone for us. Oh, it'll still be there and people will still believe in it and be victims of it and, you know, talking with one another about it. But you won't. You won't. You also won't attack anybody for believing that it's real. Because it, it won't matter to you any, any longer. I mean, nothing can keep you out of heaven. Nothing can keep you out of holiness other than thinking makes it so, right? Thinking makes it so. What you want makes it so. We look within first and we decide the world we wanna see. Is my partner the ego today? Or is my partner the Holy Spirit today? Who am I going to invite or who am I better still going to choose to walk with? Am I going to walk in the dream and pretend that they're walking with me here? One of the great pitfalls of A Course in Miracles, not, not here, but it's the one the ego tries most frequently, is to bring Jesus into the dream and establish a special relationship with him and think of him as a body and he's gonna be here in a non-existent world that he doesn't believe in and he's gonna help me with it. Again, we have to go where he is, where the sages are. If we wanna learn from the sages, we need to go to where they are, holy instant, now, always now. Eckhart Tolle's great teaching because that's where all the, the learning happens. That's where grace is. That's where all your problems are solved. That's where everything that here in this dream is over. That's where we recognize it's over. Gone, finished, done. Don't concern ourselves with it, but be compassionate with the minds of those that do believe in it. And, and, and true, true compassion will call forth the Holy Spirit's response. It will call 
forth love's response. It won't be, it won't be an attack. It will be loving. Whether it's verbal, whether it's a prayer in your mind, whether it's just pausing a moment, whatever it is. Because it is what you said it is. It's what I said it is. I bless you, brother. Then it's a blessing. That's what I said it is. I will be healed as I let him teach us to heal, me to heal, all of us to heal. That's what I want to be true. Healing is all we can actually do, but you know, we have to believe that we can do it. All right, our minds are holy. Um, I got to do two again. You will believe that you are part of where you think you are. That is because you surround yourself with the environment you want over and over. You want it, you want it, you want it, you want it. No, I don't. <laughs> someday, someday it will be, no, I don't. <laughs> and you want it to protect the image of yourself that you have made. Boy. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you want it to keep the image you've made. I'm such a sufferer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you can't die. <laughs> Jesus teaching his lesson, he most of all wants you to learn. And and so it doesn't make any sense to have dress rehearsals for death every day, you know, until the final moment comes <laughs> and we get to be right. <laughs> oh, dear, we are silly. We are indeed silly. Mm. Uh, mm. I had an experience talking to someone the other day. And it, it was about this, about what we're talking about now, about this, this decision and why he wanted to stay embroiled in the world. You know, I just, I just wanted to see if I could see into it, like, like, what is this about? And I, 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 I did see it. I saw, I saw the terror. I saw the, the absolute insistence on the world being real. And then the cover-up, you know, kind of the cover-up, like, you know, being cool and, you know, not being caught up in the whole nonsense. And it, it was just so clear to me that I am either supporting the ego thought system wherever I see it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I see it on the TV screen or whether I see it in, the, you know, in a movie or in my brother or in the newspaper, I'm either supporting it 
or I'm making another choice. I'm making another choice. And if, if there's any shenanigans going on about whose fault it is or any of that, it's not that. It's, it's not that. Who to blame. It's about what do I believe here? What am I believing right now in this moment? We're the only ones that can change it. Do you know that? We're, we're the only ones that can quote unquote, save the world. Nobody else can do it, but you. I mean, that's how important this is. So we, I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea where this is going. But I do know it's true. I mean, if, if we want to be truly helpful, And this is, this is how we do it. I mean, this, this is the way Jesus has given us to do it. I'm here, here only. Only. That's my only reason for being here in this world, period. I may think I have a lot of other reasons for being here. But I don't. It's the only reason that, that makes any, any sense at all. to be truly helpful. To represent the one who sent us. I mean, I know a lot of you on the screen sat through that Sisyphus class. Weren't some of you on the, Sis the Sisyphus class? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna go another round of rolling a boulder up a hill. <laughs> You know, why do it when it's so unnecessary? It's just, it's just not, it's not serving any purpose at all other than our healing, you know, the healing, my healing. I won't be healed unless I heal. Unless I extend healing, I can't be healed. I will be healed as I let, as I let him. I don't know what's going on here, but I, I am choosing to be holy instead of being in the world and perpetuating the illusion of it. Yeah. I, I saw, yes, Lynn Altman, Lynn. Uh, I guess I didn't have, I wasn't muted. Yeah, what I'm really struck with is the, the, the difficulty is that I've taught myself to believe 
that my identity as a special person is, is valuable and meaningful. And um, in spite of all of the wonderful reminders that Jesus brings to me that I'm not that, that that's littleness and that there is a grandeur about what I really am, I'm really devoted to what I've taught myself. And it's very, very challenging and difficult to little by little by little trust that letting go of what I've learned, what I've taught myself is going to be better for me. And fortunately, the holy instance, they provide the experience that it's better, but man, it's just, it's automatic to go back to what I've always done because of what I think I know. And developing the, the patience and the um, kindness towards myself to, to forgive myself one more time, because I, it's like, I, I know what Maurice was talking about earlier, you have those moments and it's like, oh my God. And then the next thing you know, I'm back in the, you know, on the battleground, I picked up my sword and my shield and I'm going to war again. And it's just, and to see that that's, that's just habit. That's just, you know, kind of a, it's just the way I've always done things. And, and I don't, I am learning how not to do that. And it's just to be in the place of learning is so beautiful. Oh. I'm focused on that, on the end. It's like, if I'm not at the end, what I'm doing is worthless. but no, this is the worth. <laughs> so I, I just have to keep reminding myself, this is, this is the worth because man, I just want to crack the whip about how I'm, I'm failing one more time, but no, no, every, every time I see how I got caught, it's a beautiful thing. It's just, so thank you. And, and, um, and I think a, another uh, tidbit of that, another piece of that is to realize what it's for. To, to actually acknowledge the purpose for, for doing that and, and, and see it for, for what it is, which is I'm, I'm trying to preserve an identity and a self-concept that doesn't exist. And to invite holiness, which is all the power and all the glory in the whole universe to heal, to heal. It's, it's, it's time. You know, there is a there is a line and, and I'm not I'm not trying to have a like a debate over this, but there is a line in the course where Jesus, I think it's in 15, but he kind of says enough. And he said, bring your impatience <laughs> with, you know, he's given us a talk about our stalling and our putting off and why wouldn't you want to and, you know, yada, yada. And he finally says, you know, bring, um, bring all of your impatience and use it 
use I am I am impatient for the realization now that I am the eternal, holy, everlasting, joyous, beloved son of God. I'm impatient for that. (laughs) I want to know what it's like. (laughs) I want, I want to live in the grace of God where I know Every mistake I make is corrected instantly. See wrong, bam, it's corrected. Make a mistake, correct it. It happens, it happens. Grace, grace is living in the arms, in the, in the mind, in the love of God. And that's where we are. We are there, we are there. It requires to anybody that's, you know, got something going on about how there's no sacrifice. There is no sacrifice. Not you have to not sacrifice. There's no such thing as sacrifice. It doesn't exist within the grace of God. It's gone. You can't have it. He didn't give it to you. There's no sacrifice. It's impossible. Wholeness is one and you can't lose. Can't, we can't lose. Nobody can lose. There is no loss. That's another one. Nobody can lose in order for somebody else to gain. Impossible. The rock of salvation. We gain together. Or not at all. We gain together. We do this as one. Every time I let go of an illusion believed, I do it for the entire sonship. And the same is true of you and any one of us. So it's, you know, a different lifestyle. (laughs) A really, truly different lifestyle. Yeah, fruits. Lynn, I, I found that quote you're looking for. I, I, can I read that paragraph? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. It's, uh, and, and it's like, wow, this is kind of hitting me thwack. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you want salvation? Big rhetorical question right off the bat. It will give you the real world trembling with readiness to be given you. The eagerness of the Holy Spirit to give you this is so intense. He would not wait, although he waits in patience. Meet his patience with your impatience at delay in meeting him. Go out in gladness to meet with your Redeemer and walk with him in trust out of this world and into the real world of beauty and forgiveness. And I'm just thinking, wow, I mean, that, that awareness that's reaching down through our awareness from the, the voice that we took with us into the dream to say, hey, come home anytime, <laughs> whenever you're ready. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just... It just is a reminder of how truly brilliant our, our real, the real being that we all share is and how, how clueless the one that we made up is and why we keep <laughs> dragging the, the old thing around thinking it's going to serve some pur- purpose. And yet we know that there's you know, something unimaginably better in our minds just waiting patiently. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And, and where yeah. did you find that? 
Yeah. You're on mute, Bruce. Oh, oh, uh, 1728, uh, chapter 17, section two, paragraph eight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Yes, thanks for that, Bruce. I really appreciate uh, you looking things up for us because so often uh, I don't know where they are. I, I know the gist or what they say, but I, I don't know where they are. And that's such a great one to remind ourselves because, you know, in, in patience, it, it's such a good example of whose hands is, uh, is the patience in, you know, whose, whose hands is the impatience in, you know, these attributes, the Holy Spirit can take any attribute and use it for his purposes. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful example that nothing gets lost uh, and nothing uh, uh, gets wasted because we think, you know, we have skills and abilities. Well, they will all go with us and, and uh, uh, because uh, they can be used. Lisa. I just wanted to share because I'm actually, for some reason, I got two days behind on the lesson. I don't know how the second day happened, but, but I'm actually kind of grateful because you've given us that new way of saying, I'm not a body, I am free for I am still. And that stillness, it's just been amazing for me because in just like an instant, I can get into that place where I can feel the holiness just being still. So I wanted, I, I just wanted to share that. Thanks. Yes. I'm so glad it's very useful, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's where holiness is in stillness. I mean, you can't be having the raucous shriekings of the ego and, you know, experience yourself as holy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Um, Kathy, did I see Kathy Jones? No? Okay. All right. Let's see here. Where are we? So, um, in lesson 35, you will see... Um, Amen. Um, did I only read paragraph one? Or did I read two? Uh, two. All right. I'm going to read uh, three and maybe four. The idea for today presents a very different view of yourself. By establishing your source, it establishes your identity. And it describes you as you must really be in truth. We will use a somewhat different kind of application for today's idea because the emphasis for today is on the perceiver, not what's being perceived. Who is looking? In other words, who am I looking with? Have I, have I stepped up with the sages and am I standing with Jesus? And Am I standing where there's only mind and, and not bodies and perfect communication? Is that where I'm standing? And now I'm, I'm willing to let myself be, be taught that there's another way to see. 
Hmm. So paragraph four, he wants us to search our mind for various kinds of descriptive terms in which you see yourself. So in other words, now we've stepped out and we're with our holiness and the teachers of holiness. And we're going to look back at ourselves in the dream as the, the dream figure. And we're going to look at the um, attributes of which uh, that we uh, attach to ourselves. So here's the good, uh, the, the, the points, this, the um, fine line here of how you want to go about this. Include all the ego-based attributes which you ascribe to yourself. You know, we all have plenty of those probably. And he asks us right after this, he said, have it be a sincere looking, not just going through a litany, litany of things you already know about, you've already decided about yourself, but he's asking it for to, it to be real to you as in you look at the dream figure called yourself and yourself in relationship to the um, you know, special relationships in your life, to other bodies, to activities, to pastimes, to you know, all of the behavior that goes on. But he's asking us to let it come to us and we see it rather than make stuff up. So it's in somehow seen in a real way for us. And he says, include all the ego-based, the positive or the negative. And then he tells us in the beginning, you'll probably have mostly negative ones, but in the uh, end, um, you'll maybe start looking at the nicer things about you or the grandiose things about you, or, you know, <laughs> I know more than everybody else kind of thing, you know? <laughs> In relationship, how are you in relationship? Are you always the one that's got the answer? <laughs> are you always the one that knows? <laughs> oh, let's see. All of them are equally unreal. Whether they're the positive traits, the unreal trait, it doesn't matter. They're all equally unreal. Because you do not look upon yourself through the eyes of holiness. You see yourself as a body through the eyes of the body. All right, so let's do this together. And this is the point afterwards where we would do a breakout session, but uh, I, I was uh, too late for me to learn how to do a breakout today. Tim had to go somewhere else, so I um, best not try it, okay? So we're going to take, let me get my little bell here. I've always wanted to use this bell, but I just forget it's in the wrong place. And now we're going to use it today. So I'll ring the bell and we'll spend um, maybe uh, three minutes, four minutes. Is that long enough? Three or four minutes? Is that too long? 
No. All right. Three or four minutes then just to uh, do your own personal inventory of ways in which you see the figure you call you in the dream and um, good and bad, right or wrong. All right. So here we go. <laughs> I, I could see that the dream figure in the dream is a hallucination also <laughs> when it's when it's dreamed by a, a, you know a self-concept that believes it's an individual and has personhood that's all I can dream but you know what what does holiness dream you know, or does holiness dream at all? Holiness, I don't believe, makes images. I don't believe holiness makes images. 
but certainly the images can be used. The images can be used, the bodies can be used. It's just the purpose, the purpose for it changes. The authority of the body changes from the authority being um, a separated uh, self-concept to um, the authority becomes an indivisible whole unified mind. Um, the mind of, of, of holiness that lacks, absolutely lacks nothing and, um, you know, doesn't use the puppet to define itself. I'm not a body, I'm free. I'm not a body, I am free. I am Lisa, I am what? Still, <laughs> I am still, I do nothing. I don't have to do anything. I am still. Any, any uh, realizations or epiphanies or Fear? Did fear come up for anyone? Suzanne? Just that all the attributes, I guess I thought of as myself, I realized they kind of all came from other people. You're this, you're that, you know, whether it's a work review, what I used to have all those sorts of things, you're this, you're that, you're too this, you're too that, you're not enough. But they all seem to come from people defining this puppet. <laughs> and I believe it. <laughs> Yeah, you heard what you wanted to hear. You know, that's how we do it. We pretend that it's coming at us from externally, but the first thing that ever happened was we looked within and we decided, what do, what do I wanna be here? You know, do I wanna be, you know, person in a dream and, and, uh, and believe the whole thing, hook, line and sinker and, and that's going to be my life, or I have another choice. You know, I can save myself and I can save the world by making another choice. But I can't, I, you know, I can't save one without the other. <laughs> it's not, you know, yeah, yeah. Dale, I think, I think Dale. Yes, um, I, I was uh, thinking about twelve-step meetings that I used to attend rather frequently, Lynn. And um, when, I, when I had gone to some of them recently, it seems like I automatically go to the place, well, God, these people, if they were only into the Course in Miracles, and, and in terms of a spiritual practice, their higher power is the group. And I'm thinking, oh, God, get with a, pro get with a program, uh, get with a course. So there's this superiority thing that's going on that I'm better than they are because they don't have a really good spiritual program and that still comes up and so of course that's ego because it's separation um I wonder yeah <laughs> you know Dale if if in any situation you, you know, you, you think of yourself as, as different and separate from someone, someone else. Um, 
and you know you don't want you you know you don't want to feel that way anymore, right? Right. Yeah, you know you don't want to feel. And now what? And now what? Well, that's why I find it's so very powerful to know why you're here. And to me, the healer's prayer is takes me out every time to mm-hmm. that holiness. The healer's prayer. I am here with this brother, with these brothers at this meeting, talking with this uh, brother in the in the 12 steps. And you know why I'm here? I'm here to be truly helpful. My only reason for being here is to be truly, truly helpful. What is truly helpful? We need to learn what that means because it's not me doing something, but it is the motivation to join instead of separate and attack. It is a feeling of wanting to bless instead of um, uh, take away or to give instead of get. You know, it is, uh, so the thought system changes completely just by saying, I'm here to be truly helpful. And then the next one is, I'm here to represent the one who sent me. It's not me. I am here to represent the love of God, some way or other. Right. And now, now the biggie, though, is I'll be, I'll be healed as I let myself be taught. And then I, I, I mean, it's just bing, bing, bing. It's automatic. And I don't know how to heal. I don't know how to bless I don't know how to love. I don't know how to be kind. But I have a teacher that can teach me. No, that's that's a great reminder, Lynn. Thank you. Because otherwise, uh, you know, I get caught up into, you know, suggesting things. And then it's so much better to just do this quietly in our minds. Like you said, I'm here only to heal, comfort and bless, you know, rather than try to teach them the course and oh if they're not receptive then you get mad you know yeah i like that <laughs> just let this god truly really helpful yeah 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 thank yeah. you yeah you're welcome you're welcome let's see if i have one more thing we can read before we any any other shares any other insights or yes abe yeah as i was uh doing the meditation with you, uh, you know, a lot of different attributes came to mind. I'm this, I'm that, I'm fearful, I'm angry. And all of a sudden, I got this image of Jesus with a blindfold. And then my mind stopped there. And it didn't want to go any farther than that. It just, because it said, okay, this is where you are right now. It's just Jesus with a blindfold on. So you just need to learn to take it off. That's great. Take it off. It's not seeing. The, what we call seeing is not seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're pretty sure it is, but it's not. That's great. Thanks, Abe. Bruce. I, and tying into the blindfold and the, the puppet comment earlier, when you said puppet, I, I, I was quickly found on online a, uh, this cartoon. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it shows Kermit the Frog, and he's in the doctor's office. And the doctor's taken an x-ray of, of Kermit's you know, whole upper you know, body. And uh, he says, the doctor says, 
and he's, he's showing, you know, that, that the, the skeleton of the hand inside the puppet says, what I'm about to tell you is going to change your life forever. Are you really sure you want to know it? And he's telling this to Kermit, <laughs> which is kind of like in our decision makers saying, oh, yeah, do I really want to see that this dream figure that I've identified with is really just a puppet and not the real deal? You know, it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> puppet? <laughs> anyway, I, I just texted it to Tim, so maybe he can. Okay. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a great cartoon. Yeah, That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else before we, I, I have to look here for a moment to find the place. There's something I wanted to read to close out. Um, just be patient for a second. Um, Twenty. So Bruce, the puppet is the dream figure, not the not our real self. Sometimes it feels like puppet works also for the real self. I'm just being a, a channel of love. Well, we can okay, certainly I'm go ahead. Oh, go I was just gonna say we we can certainly be a. Uh, uh, a puppet, a kind puppeteer that then has a kinder puppet show, right? <laughs> Resulting in a kinder puppet show. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, the kinder puppet. I like that. Sounds like a series, the kinder puppet. <laughs> All right. Uh, these are the last two pages in um, the vision of sinlessness in chapter 20. It's on page. Four, four, four. So um, you remember back in chapter 12, um, we had a lot of teaching around the idea that the only thing that can be truly seen is what the Holy Spirit sees. Everything else. Is, uh, is, is seeing nothing. It's not something that we're seeing. We're literally seeing nothing. So this, this speaks to that as uh, the very end of the section on the vision of sinlessness, where we finally learn that we're holy and our brother is holy too. And that's how we see everyone. And that becomes the... Um, actual uh, guideline of behavior. When we look from our holiness to see the holiness of our brother, all behavior will be appropriate. In other words, um, uh, there will be no justification for attack and defense. Uh, in other words, uh, holiness looks upon holiness and you know, everybody has put down their sword. So what has no meaning, I'm on paragraph 10, page, four, page 444. What has no meaning cannot be perceived. 
the world has no meaning, the body really has no meaning, only the meaning we give it. And we can learn to give it a true meaning, a meaning that's helpful in the dream. But basically we're not seeing what's real, we're seeing a hallucination. And meaning always looks within to find itself and then it looks out. All meaning that you give the world outside must thus reflect the sight you saw within. So learning to look within and learning how to see within the mind, instead of see externally what we've projected, learning how to see within the mind. Um, or better, if you saw at all, or merely judged against. So often we look within and all we see is judgment. And then we look out and then we see a world that reflects judgment, judgment on ourselves and judgment on others. But if we look within and we look with the Holy Spirit and we learn to be still and learn what it is to live within the mind and, and see within the mind, um, then a different world vision is, is uh, the means by which the Holy Spirit will translate your nightmares into happy dreams, your wild hallucinations that show you all the fearful outcomes of imagined sin into the calm, reassuring sights with which he would replace them. Lovely. These gentle sights and sounds are looked on happily and heard with joy. They are his substitutions for all the terrifying sights, screaming sounds the ego's purpose has brought to your horrified awareness. The righteous indignation about the world and what it's doing to us. We looked within and then we projected what we saw within and now we see the world we want to see. And we see it because we put it there because we want to see it. We want to stay in the world. We want to stay on the battlefield. We want to be at war. Jesus says, is it not easier for you to say, I hate than I love, I love. So this all has to change. And it will change in a heartbeat when I want it to, for me. It changes like that. Holy instant does not take time. <sighs> they are his substitutes for all the terrifying sights and screaming sounds the ego's purpose brought to your horrified awareness. They step away from sin, reminding you that it is not reality which frightens you and that the errors which you made can be corrected. When you have looked on what seemed terrifying, 
and seen it change to sites of loveliness and peace. When you have looked on scenes of violence and death and watched them change to quiet views of gardens under open skies with clear, life-giving water running happily beside them in dancing brooks that never waste away. He's painting a picture for us. It's not that it's gonna look that way, but he's painting a beautiful, serene, peaceful, calm, still, happy image of, of what holiness will see. So after you've seen this, who need persuade you to accept the gifts of vision? And after vision, who is there who could refuse what must come after? Think but an instant on just this. You can behold the holiness that God gave his son. And never need you think that there is something else for you to see. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Choose, choose once again. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Uh, we never recorded. No, it's still recording.